Hey there, it's me, Brianna. So as you listen to this episode, keep in mind that it's going to be broken up into two parts. So the first part, we're just going to talk about dreaming and what are the differences between dreams and goals. And then tune in for part two, where we teach you how to write and articulate your very own dream. Thank you so much for listening, and we really hope that you tune in for the next episode. Stay peachy. I have a video of Stella, my daughter, walking behind me to a Barnes and Noble as we like tried to find the book in the bookstore. And, and, you know, there it was, and it was that moment. And it wasn't like, oh my God, it was like, whoo. Welcome to the Peaches Ain't Pink podcast. A show with two cousins from different worlds with the same dedication to glutes and truth. I'm Meredith Atwood, a former attorney turned coach and author of The Year of No Nonsense. And I'm Brianna Belser, a Harvard grad turned TV writer and actor. Leave your expectations at the door and join us. Time to grow your peach. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Peaches Ain't Pink. Hello, Brianna. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm on a high from my episode airing last night, so yeah. I'm in a good place. <laughs> yeah, so you? tell everyone who doesn't know what the heck you're talking about, because we talked about it last episode, but... So I write for a CBS show called All Rise. It's a legal courthouse drama, and um, every writer gets dra- to draft a certain episode, and mine was a Christmas episode, the mid-season finale. So my first episode of television to air. Really exciting. And it said in the credits, written by Brianna Belser, and did everyone <laughs> scream, ah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we cool. totally did. Um, you know, I think there are those moments when you set a dream for yourself and you envision what it will look like in – to achieve that dream, this is one of those that I set years ago, and when I achieved it, it felt like what I dreamed, what I had envisioned. Oh, so that's pretty epic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, which which segues yeah. nicely into our topic today, which yes. is the power of dreaming, manifesting, visualizing, whatever term you want to use. We're going to probably use the term dreaming today mm-hmm. for simplicity's purpose, but it is interesting when... And I think there's a difference between expectations and dreams and goals and dreams and goals and expectations, because like you said, the dream, it was just like you dreamed. And so how do you think you dreamed it versus, oh, I'm going to write it for a show, which is just like a goal. Like what did the dream look like for you? Um, It started with, I want to tell stories. And I knew that the most powerful platform to tell stories would be film and television. And I just was fixated on that written by because it's a major credit. Um, The written by credit is one that's fought over, you know, created by versus story by versus written by. The written by is the big dog. And, um, you know, there's so many steps that you have to take in order to get there. You have to get gilded. You have to become a member of the Writers Guild and all these things. So I knew working up that I was going for the written by, but I had this vision in my head of when I see written by Brianna Belser on the screen that I will just sort of be flooded with the sense of relief and also accomplishment. Like I did it. It's a solo credit. There's no other people. I didn't get bumped to story by. So um, that's what I visualized. And then when I saw my name pop up, I just like had this moment squealed like a little girl and then just had this (laughs) moment of being stunned 
to say like, yes, like I'm relieved <laughs> that we're here. <laughs> Relief. That's funny. And that's interesting too, because I think when a dream is, is done well and it's, it's beautiful, then achieving it is a relief because you're like, damn, I've been living in this. I knew this was coming here. It is Mm -hmm. just as I had thought, which instead of being like, well, I hope this happens. And that's Mm -hmm. just different because you have been dreaming is living in the present, believing it is coming to you or like it has already happened. And Mm -hmm. so you seeing your name, like in your dreams, and then finally seeing it in real life, it's like, oh, well, there it is. Thank goodness. (laughs) Finally. Yes. I think there's also the, the feeling, the relief dovetails with, I get to set a new one now. Mm. So that's done. What's next? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I can, so my example would be ever since I was little, I was, I was an only child and lonely and a bookworm. And so the library was like (laughs) (laughs) my best friend. And I remember walking in the library and I just thought someday I want a book in here. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know. I I didn't know that. Yeah. I love that. I want to have a book in the library. And I, I remember being really little and thinking that, and I wasn't a big writer um, as a kid, but I was a huge reader. And so when I started writing later and, you know, got an English degree and did, did some blogging and stuff, I thought, well, I want a book, you know, in a library. (laughs) And then it was like, Oh, I want a book in a bookstore. And I had already like, once I finally wrote my first self-published book in 2011, um, it's hard for a self-published book to sometimes end up in a library unless someone donates it. And it's hard because there's this whole thing like a distribution. And so, I mean, my book did end up in a library, but it didn't quite feel real because it wasn't in all the libraries and um, it definitely wasn't in bookstores. And so when I had the opportunity in March of, um, I guess it was early 2018 to get that book acquired and to write a new one by a traditional publisher, I was like, oh my God, this is the dream you know, and so I worked mm-hmm. on the books, we got them out there. And um, yeah, I've been, I have a video of Stella, my daughter, walking behind me to a Barnes and Noble as we like tried to find the book in the bookstore. And, and you know, there it was, and it was that moment. And it wasn't like, oh my God, it was like, whoo, there it is. So I know exactly what you mean. I was like, I've been yeah. thinking about this since I was 12. Yeah, and there it is. And, and I don't, I don't take it for granted. I mean, we were just in a Barnes and Noble a couple of weeks ago and I saw my year of no nonsense book. And then I was like, well, let me just go see if the other one's there. And it was, and I thought, man, that's a dream, two books in a bookstore, you know? And, but I also am like, okay, let's get on with the third, <laughs> ready right. to have three books in a bookstore and to be on the front table and the end cap. And I've had a few of those too, but there's always this dreaming happening. And when you get a taste of the power of the dream, it's can it's contagious and and you you want to build on absolutely absolutely i think they compound it's almost like tattoos like you get one and you're like fuck i need another one let's i don't know what you're talking about let me get a rib cage tat (laughs) (laughs) and i think dreams is like oh i did that shit let me do it times two um which you've already done yours times two and and i get that they continue to magnify um and and you know we've talked about setbacks before in previous episodes and those happen (laughs) Um, but I think it, it also like the bigger, the relief is almost proportional to what it took for you to arrive at that place of achievement Yes, or fulfillment, I should say. Right. 
Right. And I think we need to distinguish for the listeners what we think the difference is between a goal Mm-hmm. in a dream and maybe an expectation and a goal. So in totally. my mind, and correct me if, if I'm wrong, but a goal tends to be more rigid, a little more maybe data oriented and have less heart almost. Cause it's like, I have a goal of doing a pull-up. Okay. Do I really have a right. dream of doing a pull-up? <laughs> Can you imagine no. that? You go around the table in kindergarten, Timmy, what would you like to do? I dream of doing a pull-up. A pull-up, right, a pull-up. And so I think it's a good, if you're trying to distinguish this in your mind, like what are these two peaches talking about <laughs> with a goal and a dream and why are they different? I Like for me, I'll, this, this might make sense to a lot of my audience who did triathlon. So when I started to train for Ironman, so Ironman is the super long triathlon, when I started to train for that, that was a dream because it was so big and it was so like defining and so impossible at the, at the time. After I did my first one, it was no longer a dream. It was just a thing I had done. And so the next one was like a goal. I was like, right. I didn't have a dream to do a second. It's like, I, I did that. It became a goal. How do I get faster? How do I get more fit? But the dream was the concept of me being a human who accomplished that thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. just doing it, if that makes sense. It was like, I'm the type of person who trains all year, who doesn't look like a triathlete and who did this thing. Like That was the dream. The dream was who I became during the process even. And yes. that's where the heart comes in. I think it, it has that deeper meaning, like mm-hmm. a, fulfilling a dream that you've set for yourself is almost to say that you can shape your own world. And that you have the power to make a thing happen, to make a thing real. And goals, by, you know, by comparison, I think they are measurable. They're probably smaller in scale. And they, they exist within the realm of plausibility. It's yeah. like, yeah, you could do a pull-up. Like, anybody can do a pull-up who's got certain body mechanics and, and, and grit. Like, but, like, can you get two books on an end cap at a Barnes and Noble when Barnes and Nobles are shutting down like fucking blockbusters? Like bring it. <laughs> like block <laughs> Who knows? Like um, no, I was just gonna say, and and anyone listening, like this is not like the Brianna and Meredith accomplishment show. That's not the point, because but it's just an example because I guarantee you, whoever you are out there, you can think of a time when you had a dream and you accomplished it, when you went to grad school, when you ran your first 5k, when you said no more, I'm not taking this, I quit and I moved on and did something else. Like you have had a dream and you have gone after it and accomplished it in some way. It's just not always the ways that, you know, are public or whatever. So you, you've got it in you and you've already done it, whether if, even if you're rolling your eyes <laughs> right now at like the Barnes and Noble talk and TV show stuff, but there, you know, it's, you know what a dream is. And I think sometimes when we get older and, and a little bit hardened by life, it's easier to be like, well, it's convenient to dream when you're young, or I could have dreamed when I was, when I was younger, or I did dream then it didn't come true. And so why do you think maybe as we get older, we feel we can't dream or we lose touch with the concept of dreaming. My, my answer to that is risk. I think as you get older, as I have gotten older, um, stability has become a very pressing need 
Mm. And sometimes I confuse dreaming with irresponsibility almost. Oh, Like, oh, if I say that I'm going to do this thing, that means that I may not be able to pay for college for my unborn kids. So are you going to be that guy? Like, um, and, and I think for me, it's like, you know, I, the second that I left high school, people were like, what the fuck are you doing? What do you mean you're fucking dreaming? Like, what's your major? Where's your internship? Mm. Like that shit is instantaneous. You turn 17 and they're like, Dunzo, you're not there. <laughs> you didn't get the draft. Like where, what, what is the brass tax? Like, so, um, you know, I think for me, I have, I have always had a sense that um, if I'm not doing what I want to be doing or what I hope that I'm doing, it's very difficult for me to find purpose and I feel aimless. And those are real fast tracks to depression and like scary thoughts. So for me, it's always like, what am I aiming toward? What am I working toward? And what will it mean to me when I get it? And I think that's a uh, distinguishing factor for goals and dreams again for me is, you know, like you said, it's not the accomplishment show, but for me, what it meant to be able to achieve that dream of, of a written by credit was that I'm a person who can tell a story that others believe will resonate at a broadcast level. I'm Mm. a person who has the resonance and the wherewithal to be able to continue to bust through these, um, goals or, or bust through these thresholds. And what that told me about myself is that I am resilient and that I am creative and my self concept needed to have those components. I sort of decided from a very young age. So it was different than the goal of like graduate from college. I don't know that I was like extrapolating anything from those goals or like have your emergency savings. Do you know, hit, go to the dentist twice a year. Like it didn't, it didn't <laughs> track to like a meaning about who I am. So I'd be curious, like for me, I think risk and like, you know, dreaming requires the ability, the willingness to take a calculated risk and, um, to do so responsibly and daringly. I'm curious why you feel like as we age, particularly that we stop dreaming or that we don't at all. I think you definitely hit on a major reason, you know, we're too responsible. We don't have time. Like, and and these can all be categorized as excuses to a degree, but here's another interesting reason we don't dream because if we put it out there, I want X or I am so-and-so who does so-and-so. I am the type of person who does this and you go ahead and visualize it and you step into it. Well, oh shit. Now you got to do the things required to become that person. And so it's a lot easier to sit back and say, oh, I really wish I, you know, had X, Y, and Z. And then you just move on because it's a wish. When you say, this is my dream then everything inside of your heart and mind is like, well, then you better get to work on that dream. (laughs) Like you got to do something. And people don't, at their core, people don't want change. Change is scary. And that's a big one. You don't want change. Even we will sit in sludge. We will sit in hell rather then risk the unknown of change. But if 2020 has taught us anything, we don't control nothing. You ain't ready shit, okay? (laughs) You are not. Change is always happening. Our cells are changing. We are dying as we sit here, okay? You know, no one's getting out of this alive. And so the idea of change is scary and the risk. And we think 
by not dreaming, we are able to control. When really, when you dream, you gain so much more control of your life and your ability to author your outcome. And you can't control it, but you can begin to write it. And, and that's why I think we, we don't dream because it's scary. That's real. Yeah. It's so scary. I think change is also fucking painful. Um, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Um, and I even think about, um, you know, we've talked a lot about what does it mean to be fit or to be strong. And there's a lot of pain involved in those things. And yet what has like my positive or my, my devil's advocacy in that sort of changes pain is barring true tragedy. Pain is so temporary. Like, mm. I don't, I don't live with the cumulative pain of all the push-ups I've done. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I do. Once That's you're 20 something. <laughs> Talk to my left shoulder, which is where all the cumulative lives. <laughs> nah, nah. But I, I think, or I don't live with the cumulative pain of every single rejection. And there's some part of, like, the more that you dream and the more that you go for it, I have to believe that you almost build up a callus to the hard parts. Okay, you failed at that part. So cry, get your pride and Ben and Jerry's, set a deadline and get the fuck up and go again. And it's not to be dismissive, but it's just like it, it might hurt, but it doesn't, it doesn't like always hurt forever is, is right. my like experience. Um, and, and there are some things that I've quit on that I wish I had pursued more, um, particularly in the music realm that I'm like, if I had, if, if I had started back then, good God, where I'd be right now. Um, and that's not sort of regret, but just like, huh, that was one that I didn't go after and I don't have it now. <laughs> and this is a dream that I did pursue and it's in my hand. So it's an interesting, like bit of reflection. Yes. That's a really good point. I mean, in, in hindsight is that 2020, but when I look back on, um, like for me, that would have been the sport of weightlifting. I did great in weightlifting. I made, I made it pretty far. Um, but I was never mentally as tough as I am now. And I wasn't as mentally as tough as some of my teammates and I've interviewed them on my other podcast and mm -hmm. we've talked about this and, and it is, it's not like a haunt for me. It's not something I like deeply regret, but I can look back on that and be like, I can point to parts of my life and choices and personality that had I buckled down a little tighter on my dream, had I really saw how close I was, I mean, I'm talking like 22 pounds away from an Olympic alternate spot. That's amazing. And 22 yeah. pounds now that like, that's a lot in weightlifting, but I had like four years to do it. You know what I mean? And it's, you look at those kind of, and you're like, oh my God, I did miss that dream. Like I let it go. But I think you can flip that and use that as proof of why you're not going to do that the next time. Like when you really, mm -hmm. or you're going to use it more effectively in your current dream. And so one of the things when we talk about dreaming is how do you actually come up with your dream? How do you write it? Tune in next episode to get the exact steps for how you can write your very own dream. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to Peaches Ain't Pink. If you want us to riff on something specific, DM us on Instagram at Peaches Ain't Pink. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share with your favorite peaches.